Well, either you're closing your eyes to a situation you do not wish to acknowledge, or you are not aware of the caliber of disaster. The Emperor has been expecting you. You're gonna get your mind right. Warning. Common sense incoming. Alive. It's alive! Warning. This contains explicit material suitable for children. Great heavens. What kind of radio show is this? This is The Black. As it turns out, <laughs> all you trivia buffs out there, um, Rod Serling did not direct the original version of The Fly, starring uh, your Vincent Price there, right, Kyla, back in the uh, day. But with the way things are going, we thought, hey, you know what? Let's uh, Let's do that. I'm dicking around with my little monitor here because already... My internet's giving me a hard time. Hi, everybody. How you doing, Dave? What's going on, buddy? Welcome back to the Blab. We've, we're, in a, we're in day two of our marathon. We've been on now 72 hours, and uh, we appreciate all the cash. It's like deja vu all over again. All cash, all <laughs> cash contributions. Please, uh, please feel free to uh, donate. No, we were going to. We talked about this on the show last night when we did the show last night. We said that uh, we, may, we started to postpone it because we thought, well, the presidential, vice presidential debate was going to be last night so why don't we do uh you know the show why can't we just shut up scott and not <laughs> we opened our mouths and said we'd be here well that's yeah <laughs> it was a oh fuck this thing i'm not gonna mess with it anymore <laughs> hang on all right i've been having you know what we've i don't know if all of you watching or listening to this and not this but anything in particular we, we've talked about this whether you're having internet problems no matter what you're what your situation is server-wise and everything. My theory is that, because I've been having trouble in places that I haven't usually had trouble with places, and Facebook and video playbacks and stuff like that. And I said, I think a lot part of it has to do with the fact that there's so much virtual shit going on, Zooming and and virtual learning and and businesses and all that. I think the broadband's probably jammed all the hell. And porn. Well, Um, that's a regular thing. (laughs) You know, I allow for that whenever... Whenever that opportunity presents itself, but that's a constant in the uh, equation. <laughs> pretty much, pretty much. All right. Well, I'm hopeful. I'm not showing anything. It's telling me that we're not. Li- are you? Are you monitoring? No, we're live. I'm watching. We're All right. Because I can't get it. I can't get it up. We'll do it live. Fuck it. No, no. It's my monitor of the real time program. I've got the regular thing here. So uh, screw that shit. Okay. So here's the deal. The whole point in us getting together again was just basically to kind of loosey goosey talk about last night's vice presidential debate but you know well we all know what the big story is here's the big story (laughs) 
It turns out that with all of the things that were happening last night with these two important people talking about the future of mankind, well, by golly, it all came down to a bug. Who is that, Scott? <laughs> that's uh, believe it or not, that's Roy Rogers and Dale Evans. Because <laughs> I was like, he sounds so familiar. That's right. Happy trails to yes, you. Yes. Very quickly, yeah. it has nothing to do with with Biden and, and or with Harris and uh, Pence. But I'll tell you the story because a friend of mine told me the story. He had read this article and talked with the person. Burt Reynolds many many years ago was on uh, the, uh, the Tonight Show, and he they got it bleeped. They bleeped what he actually said, but you know what he said. He told a story about how when he first got famous as a movie star, he had the opportunity to meet Roy Rogers. And he said, wow, you know, this was my childhood idol. And he said, and Roy, we hit it off. And Roy invited me to come out to their ranch and go fishing with him. So I went out and he said, this is Burt Reynolds talking. I went out and we, he and I got in the boat and we went out in the middle of the lake. We spent the whole day drinking beer and fishing and just talking. And he says, and I'm just like, I can't believe this. I'm with Roy Rogers, man. And it was, they just got along great. At the end of the day, he said, they came back and they pulled the boat up on the lake shore. And he said, and he was, um, and Roy walked up the, up the hill to the tree line and was kind of turned around and Bert was getting stuff out of the boat and all that. And he looked up and he saw Roy standing there looking back out over the lake. So Bert says, so I walk up the hill and I see Roy is leaning against this beautiful pine tree looking back out over the lake. So I turn around to see what he's seeing. And he goes, the lake was like glass and it was sunset and the sun was a half orange moon on the on the horizon. He said it was just he said, and here's my childhood idol standing next to me. We've had this whole wonderful day together. Here's this beautiful painting from out of a portrait gallery. He said, and I started to get choked up. He said, a little tear started to roll down my cheek. He said, and Roy never looked at me. He said, we just kept looking out over the lake. And he said, Roy said, you know what, Bert? This is what it's all about. Isn't that beautiful? Stunningly beautiful. And he said, I just started, I almost weep. I wept. I was afraid to do it, but the tears were just rolling down my cheek. And Roy said, yeah, beautiful. I think I'll go home and fuck Dale. <laughs> And that's why Roy Rogers is the man. And that's why Roy Rogers was the cowboy of sorts. All right, let's get back to Pence and uh, whatever. Here's how this works. There's just a couple of odd things I threw together. This fly thing was was the thing. Um, because Did you think that there was a fly on your TV at first, at very first? Yes. Yeah, but sure. you've seen our setup. We got a pretty nice flat screen, and and, yeah. and and the room when we built the house is like it's dark like a theater, so it's very clear. In fact, Glennis was sitting there next to me, and and we're I was kind of half doodling on some other stuff and just listening with one ear, and she goes, "He's got." <laughs> you remember raising Arizona? Remember when Nicholas Cage comes down the aisle in the grocery store with the with the stocking over his head, and and the, the old grocery clerk goes, "Son, you got a panty on your head." <laughs> in that same kind of unintentional voice, she said. He's got a fly in his hair. <laughs> I looked up and we saw it. We watched it the whole time. And of course, what was funny was I immediately jumped online to see what social media was saying. And it didn't matter. They could have been talking about nuking New Jersey. Everything on social media oh, was, was about all the fly. All yeah. about the fly. So what I thought we'd do while we're chatting about this for a little while is just periodically you'll hear this you'll hear this magic sound. <laughs> 
And what that means is that it's time to visit one of the many memes that floated around today. I just grabbed a few that were fun. And here's the first one we'll have to narrate for the podcast, folks. It's just a goofy cartoon somebody published over the top of, of Pence's head with a fly with huge eyeballs, and it's holding up a placard that says Biden-Harris. <laughs> it's pretty cute. All right, so I got nothing else prepared except we can just chat about the debate itself and uh, sure. periodically throw the flies in. So what'd you think? Um, actually, well, it was it was refreshing because it was actually a debate. <laughs> From you know, just right out of the box, it was better than what happened last week. Yeah. Um, well, yeah. And and you know they were courteous to each other. Uh, you know, uh, mm-hmm. and and like you know, you know, politicians are like kids. You know, uh, a couple times Pence tested the boundaries, and she she put him back in check with the uh, I'm speaking, Mr. Vice President. Yeah, that's become a T-shirt already yeah. today. Yeah. Um, and, but, good, and good for her, by the way. Yeah, yeah, that that was fine. And and even when he was when he when he was running over in his time, it didn't have the same feeling when Trump did, did it. Do you, you see what I'm saying? Yeah. You know what though? There's an interesting side note to that. Do you know who S. E. Cup is? I've heard. Okay, she is yeah. a, a commentator, conservative. She's a conservative young lady. I would say she's probably in her early forties. Uh, married. She's a mom. She's she's pretty cool. She's she's pretty cool. And she's been a conservative. She's been very against Donald from the get go. But she came out of a Republican family and she's been a conservative commentator, but sensible. OK, that young Republican sensibility shit. None of this Ann right. Coulter bizarre crap or this Laura Ingram uh, Cruella right, DeVille right. bullshit. She she wrote a piece this morning that was very scathing about Mike Pence. And she opened it by saying that she's met the man several times and she admits to being impressed with the guy overall, but she said not last night. And she said, if he was going out of his way to alienate women voters, he couldn't have done a better job. And not just the, the discourtesy of the talking over her, but cup was hearing and a lot of her friends commiserated and said a lot of mansplaining and a lot of condescension and a lot of, you know, Hey, little lady, in the whole presentation. And I reflected back and I thought, yeah, well, but that's who this guy is. Yeah. I, I, I didn't catch that. Well, we're guys. I mean, we wouldn't. Yeah. Yeah. yeah I, <laughs> I didn't, I didn't, I didn't notice that. Um, you know, I pretty much what I thought of the overall debate, I thought each one of the candidates accomplished what they set out to accomplish. Yeah. Mike Pence, his job was to stop the bleeding from the last debate which i think he 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 kind of did because he didn't he put some compresses on it i'm not sure if, if yeah if the gash um, will ever heal but that's but uh and 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 basically because biden has the lead in all the polls i mean she just didn't have to fuck up you know what i mean Make yes serious gaff no you're right and she, and she and she basically accomplished that so i you know at the end of, i looked at julie at the end of the uh at the end of the debate, and I said, "Well, you know, I think it was mission accomplished on both fronts." Uh, where did which uh, news network did you watch the to watch the? I flipped them. We watched on Fox, and then we went to CNN and MSNBC. We watched on CNN once again, only because when when the actual debate is on, who cares? It's the same right, camera, right. so it doesn't matter. But after the fact, we've always kind of liked the the mix that CNN comes up with for their panel after the fact. Uh, David Axelrod, the old grizzled. Clinton guy, he's he's you know he's a schlub, but he's a real intelligent schlub, and he presents well. Um, Anderson Cooper, he's a good guy, 
Okay, it's just there's that. They had Rick Santorum on as their token Republican, and he's a, you know, and that stuff. But and Van Jones, the the young black man who worked in the Clinton administration, right. and is you know he's also a very articulate guy, and he was he was beside himself with with pleasure with what he thought Harris had accomplished. But he pointed out something that I think was was very clear and very obvious, and it's true. You know the old story about whether it's true or not. It's an old joke about. Uh, Fred Astaire and Ginger Rogers and the the women's point of view is, is remember, you know, when you're ranting and raving about what a marvelous dancer Fred Astaire was, that Ginger Rogers did everything Fred Astaire did, and she had to do it backwards wearing high heels. True, true. Okay. A lot of people were talking about, and that's been discussed this morning in some of the news sites that I read through, but Van Jones articulated it really well. He said, and he was a man, saying she had the burden that most women politicians have from the get-go times 10. They not only have to hold their own in these situations, but they've got the extra burden of being a woman. By that meaning, a pushy, overblowing man is a macho, strong, firm leader. And a woman who does that is a pushy bitch. And there's that walk in that line between not coming off. And I heard the phrase said a hundred times in the last 24 to 48. Couldn't possibly risk coming off as the angry black woman. Right, right. That's an extra. That's an extra chip that they've got to. That she's got to deal with. That you know she's got to be. It's like you know, and women are nodding their heads if they're listening or watching this right now, saying that's right because we don't get it because we haven't had to. White privilege has got nothing on male privilege. He said. Yeah, it's yeah, it's interesting. I, you know, I thought, as I said, I thought she did fine. I thought her shining moment was the first fifteen minutes. The mm-hmm. Well, she went right to COVID. Yeah. What did and, you and do? And that's hard to defend if you're if you're in the Trump camp. You know <laughs> yeah, what I mean? Hard. Yeah. Yeah. It's yeah. impossible. Can you tell me? I mean, but I, I, the. I found it odd that both of them were ducking questions, and I thought they would answer pretty much everything. Why? Why would you find it odd that politicians were ducking questions? Well, not not I'm not in in a naive sense, but I I thought after no, I know why they were ducking. What, what happened? Uh, at the at the Trump Biden, I thought that they would want to address every single issue, but but they're, you they're, know they're not authorized to do that. See, yeah, that's so. what I said when I said last night, watch and say my bet was that, that um, what the hell's his name? Pence, that Pence will, uh, he's forgettable to me. Pence would spend most of the time pimping Donald and or propping him up. Mm-hmm. And that uh, Carmela, Kalama, what the hell is her name? Kamala. <laughs> Carmela. It's been a long day. <laughs> and I haven't done anything. Uh, basically, that's their job. Their job is yeah, to cheerlead right. the president. Okay, or the or the presidential candidate, as it were, she, you know, I like her better only because Pence bothers me because Pence is and has since before. I get it. But I said this to my wife. She's not uh, particularly familiar with him. She's no superficially him and his stuff. And I said, well, in my opinion, and I gave her my opinion, I said, he's. He's an example to me. He's an example of why Christianity or Christians, more to the point in this country, have done more damage to themselves in the last five years, especially, but in the last 10 years than ever before, because he's one of those kind of he's a Bible thumping holy roller. And there's there's that holier than thou thing that goes on in that kind of sharing of, of the faith 
and the Christianity and the whole, I mean, this business, he's the one that, who has he said that he's, he doesn't go to functions where women are there unless. No, no, he doesn't, he doesn't meet women one-on-one in, by himself in a room. Okay. Hosanna, 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 Ho. Right, right. So that kind of stuff. And, and I, I didn't read a lot of, and don't get me wrong, when I said a minute ago that, that. Essie Cup said that she was was not happy with his condescending approach. I didn't hear anything, and he didn't, and she didn't either. She didn't hear him insult her or talk right. down to her like, "Well, little lady." But there's there's a tone, man. There's there's a whole kind of attitude there, and because wow. not because he was being a jerk, but because that's who he is. That's- yeah, I thought I thought it was. I mean, I, he was very complimentary to her. I thought, um, you know, and. Uh, you know, congratulating, and and she even acknowledged he was one of the first people that called her when mm-hmm. she got the. Got yeah, the it was. It, you know what? It was good old fashioned politics. Yeah, they were yeah. lying. They were lying to each other left and right, but they were doing it with a smile right, on right. their face. It, <laughs> and and it, it reminded me of an older school, an old school debate because yeah. you know they were getting their shots in, but the the shot the shots weren't apparent. You know, it, it, they they didn't have any uh, anger in them. They were making their little points. No, they were they were both cool, and there was a sort of a thing that. Uh oh, <laughs> it's time for another meme. This one floated around. I thought this was fun. Again, the podcasters. This was called Lord of the Flies, and it's a beautiful kind of a painting. It's the White House in flames, and above it is this giant Mike Pence dressed in what looks like either bib overalls or some kind of. He looks like Spartacus. Spartacus kind of thing with no shirt. It's very sexy. Very sexy, man. And big, big flies flying all around. (laughs) Big flies, big flies flying all around. Um, I think he got, and I think maybe this part of what S.E. Cup was talking about, not specific wording of things that he said to her, but as the evening progressed, he got more and more Trumpish with the talking over. And she even mentioned that a couple of times he was a little snarky to the uh, Susan or whatever her name was, the USA Today lady who was moderating the thing. You know, just, Mr. Vice President, your time is up. Mr. Vice President, your time is up. And he just kept talking. And by the third time, she said, Mr. Vice President, your time is up. A couple of times he turned, looked at her and said, yes, well, I need to make my point. Parenthetical little lady. And went on about his business. I tell you something, that shit doesn't play well. Okay, it may play well with the 16 bubbas who were, you know, who beat their wives. But as far as women are concerned, trust me when I tell you, and I got I got ex-wives lined up from here to Tucson. So I know a little about what I'm talking about. They lost they lost yardage with that demographic last night because of that. Well, I don't I don't think I don't think the needle moved either way for either one of them. I, I think nothing that happened last night changed anybody's mind. You know what I mean? Well, that was, yeah, that was a contention. CNN went around with their panel and he said, he said, here's the question. Did it move the needle? And everybody said, no, 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 no. no." So I said, well, okay, there you go. It's like. I found it (laughs) odd uh, on Fox. They had, uh, they had three Democrats on their panel and uh, three Republicans. (laughs) Yeah. Well, they're, they're fair and balanced. That's their motto. (laughs) So it was, you know, Juan was obviously Juan because he's on everything. Yeah, Juan's kind of like the is, who is, is the is, DNC he's, chair. He's kind of uh, like the, the he's kind of like the Cuban Ryan Seacrest. Who's the uh, the black woman the DNC chair? Uh, Donna Brazil. Donna Brazil was was the other one, yeah. and um, 
Oh, Chris Wallace. So, and you know something. Speaking of Chris Wallace, I Susan Page—that's the lady's name—who moderated yeah. last night from USA Today. I I heard the the predictable, and I read the predictable crap this morning. They were, and last night some of the live tweeting and stuff that I glanced at, they were giving her a lot of crap for not for not shutting him down more. You know, I I think she did a much more effective efficient job of dealing than with wallace yes and wallace obviously. did now admittedly you got to give wallace the asterisk that he wasn't dealing with mike pence who's a relatively polite person to begin with and can actually see somebody else on the planet as as important besides his own fat orange self but you know, it was a entirely different role but the same thing was this this business of oh and by the way not to wander too far off of the the harris thing with uh all pence but in that thing did you see the uh I mentioned it in the earlier promo this afternoon. The breaking news today, they, the commission decided that because of the corona thing, the next uh, presidential debate this coming week, which was going to be a town hall, is going to be a virtual town hall. Right. And Donald has already said, I'm not coming. I'm not wasting my well, time. Well, I, I think that's bullshit. I think he's trying to see he needs a debate more than Biden needs a debate because he's behind in all the polls. Yeah. So, you know. That's going to only hurt him if he doesn't debate. Well, you know I think what? He's though? just trying to force his hand. You think that's what he's trying to do? Force whose hand? Force the uh, the commission's hand. I don't think they'll bite. I don't think they will either. And now but, he's, now he's mean, got a problem on his hands because he doesn't want to show up. It's not just, you know, I, I posted a quick shot when I read that and I said, well, it's just totally predictable. But he can't. That format would would not allow him to do the only thing he's good at, and that's being a loudmouth bully, answering right, answering qu- might mute him. Yeah, answering que- No, but I'm saying just forget the muting. But answering questions honestly, uh, 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 giving cogent, insightful policy uh, announcements of how we're going to do this and how we're going to do that and where we're coming from and all the rest of that, and answering people's questions. He he knows. See, he's not stupid. People like that. He's he's all the things he is, but he's not stupid. He knows that he can't possibly compare to anybody. Biden is not a particularly eloquent guy. He's not like Barack Obama. <laughs> no, yeah. no. But I'm saying that's that's what I'm saying is that Donald knows that even Biden would would make him look bad because all all Donald's got is that one trick in his bag: talk loud, talk brutal, be a bully. Don't let anybody say anything. Overpower steamroll. That's how he did it. That's how he does it. That's how he does everything. So it's going to be interesting to see how that turns out. But I think you're yeah. right. I think there's a... Uh-oh. That shit's going to wear out quick. This is... Uh, this one This one I loved. I do, I do love this one. Wait for this to kick up on the live so you can see this one before I tell you what it says. Dropping frames now, so the kids must be back on the fucking computers. Or more John's on midget porn. I guess. Anyway, it's a for the podcast folks. It's a uh, picture of the late Ruth Bader Ginsburg, and the caption says, "I sent the fly." <laughs> yeah, there you go. And while we're here, let me throw up this other one. This other because I thought this was kind of cool, and this this tells us this addresses what I was saying a minute ago about Kamala, a young lady by the name of uh, Maya Watson young black lady that's her picture if you're looking at the graphic it's her it's her tweet she tweeted listen the amount of mind olympics kamala has to do to not come across as an angry emotional combative but also be firm warm honest direct all while this motherfucker is straight up lying and gaslighting her shoo 
the strength and the talent of black women. And yeah, that's what I was talking about before when I said she's got it and she's got to deal with that all the time. Yeah, not a fan of her, but you know that you knew that from the start. Yeah, okay, and I'm not. But yeah. you know what? This is this is the beauty of this thing. If and but I'm not, I'm not going to trash her. I mean, she's going. She a lot of the things that that people are saying are correct. Well, you spoke. I'm, I believe you spoke correctly at the outset when you said she did what she needed to do, which was to not screw up. But I think more than that, and a couple of other the commentators touched on that briefly. She also needed to show that she's uh, well she needs to show that she's qualified to, to take the job should that come should something happen to biden should they win the election and something happen to biden and the only differences that i have with her are old-fashioned differences okay she's got her flaws as a person but i don't i've never you know what even and i miss these days i do I used to I used to be brutal about HW or not HW about W. I used to be brutal about him because he's an idiot. Okay, he's a good old boy and, and he's, he's got, lovable. He's a lovable, he's a lovable idiot. doofus idiot. Michelle Obama hugs him and I I'm, I'm digging with that. Okay, it's fine, but he's not all that bright. Okay, strategery. I mean, Will Ferrell yeah, made yeah. an entire career for four years or eight years out of that shit. But I never had, and this is why I trust my own instincts, no matter how overboard it may go. This is why I trust my own instincts about my sense of Donald Trump, because nobody has ever gotten me this angry for this long. Even those people who were doofuses, because we're all people. We've all got our things. We all got our, our good stuff and our bad stuff. Kamala's got her good stuff and her bad stuff. Right. You want to disagree with her policies or whatever the case may be. That's fine. And she's not. You know, she's not running for the gig, although given that Joe is, what, 97, I think. Yeah. And and I don't know if you've seen the video of her of her little gaffe where she said a Harris administration. You said that. I know. I said. <laughs> well, okay. that's uh, that's awesome. So what did she say? Harris administration or Kamala Harris administration? No, she said a Harris administration. Okay. Well, and well, then she went on to, 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 to give her bullet points. Yeah. You know, no, I, um, that's a misspeak. Yeah. I mean, I'm, but uh, no, I liked my my favorite part was her. When she gave a history lesson that was actually totally incorrect. Yeah, the Abe Lincoln thing. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Okay. And you know what? This this is the inter- now this is an interesting thing that makes it unique and new. I think for what we're dealing with here. Um, and I've alluded to this several different ways when we talk about Trump in different styles and different different contexts and different shows. And. A lot of people here, and what I'm about to say, are going to go, their first reaction is going to be, no, that's bullshit. But you know what? I don't care. It's true. Donald Trump has made it excruciatingly easy now for everybody on every level, or easier is a fair way to put it. And by that, I mean, well, you know, that person's got a dubious character. (laughs) Are you fucking kidding me? Well, you know, that person tells lies. <laughs> really? You fucking kidding me? Come on. Trump has lowered the bar. Trump has dug a 7,000-foot hole and put the bar in the hole and put the dirt on top of it, and nobody ever running for You know, we talked about, remember, who was it? Gary Hart, the senator from Colorado right, back in the 80s, right. who, who was probably going to get the Democratic nomination that year and probably would have been elected president, and he had to drop out of the race because he got caught with a chick on his lap in a picture. Right. Whether he was banging her or not. 
I'm sorry, I shouldn't be crude. Whether he was making tender love to her or not. Making sweet Sweet tender love. (laughs) But see, Donald, Donald, God bless you, buddy. People say, could you ever think anything positive of this guy? I, I give him that. He has eliminated. And I'd be the first person in any debate situation. If somebody came at me with a character issue, ha, fuck you. Did you vote for Donald Trump? Uh-huh. Well, then shut up. Well, what about lying? Did you vote for Donald Trump? Uh-huh. Well, then shut up. Because the, the thing that tickled me, because I, I actually looked at Julie when she, when she said, oh, so we want to talk about a history lesson. Well, Honest Abe. <laughs> <laughs> and she went on for this thing, and she goes, right. and Honest Abe said it's not the right thing to do. And I looked right. at Julie, and I went, no, he didn't. No, he didn't. <laughs> it's the tasty way to do uh, they it. Were out, they weren't in session. And the first day back, he replaced the judge. <laughs> but, oh. but, and here's the but, and it's a little B but, or maybe just an and, A-N-D, okay? <laughs> it is that that's the, again, thanks to Donald. Donald had, Donald and his minions, God bless him for that much. They have made it possible for for a lot of flawed human beings really flawed human beings even if that's what it ever comes to again but still people who have good ideas and good policies and good intentions and want to do the right thing and can think about somebody besides themselves for more than 10 seconds he's opened the door for those people those doors were slammed shut before now they're not you can't come at you can't if i was campaign strategizing for any candidate i'm going to say you know what you don't want to flaunt that you're, a, you know, that you you love to screw around with eleven year old girls, but you don't really have to worry about that. You know, play it down, downplay it, like Donald downplays the corona. And I'm exaggerating a little, but not much, because a pussy grabber, a self admitted pussy grabber, was elected president of the United States. Okay. Oh, I thought I thought you were talking about me for a minute. No. Um. <laughs> you have too much respect for women. You wouldn't grab yes, a pussy unless you were unless you were invited, women. and I'm sure you've been invited many times. But that's I love women. You know that. <laughs> yeah, of course you do. Love women. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, you know, you can move on them like a bitch too. <laughs> anyway, so not to beat that point to death, but that's what he's done. He didn't mean to, but that's who he is. So thanks, Donald. Thank you. Thank you very much. Yeah. Because now lies. Don't talk to me about lying. The man lies as soon as he gets out of bed in the morning. So fine. Lying, character, sex stuff. But all, all in all, I mean, when you when I when I finished watching the debate, I I, I didn't feel dirty like I did after the Biden Trump debate. You know I what I, yes. I felt like I needed a shower after the the Trump Biden debate. We were standing. My wife and I were standing at the kitchen sink completing the evening's task as the sayonaras were being said by the the panelists on the after debate panel. We were getting ready to go to bed. And I said to her, my variation of what you just said was, I said to her, well, okay, this is good. She said, what? I said, I'm going to be able to go to bed and go to sleep. I don't feel the way I did the other night. I was so wired up after that shit that, my brain was going 3,000 miles an hour for an hour and a half after I got in the bed. Right. With, oh, my God, we're doomed. Doomed, I tell you, if this motherfucker gets reelected. Uh, I just went, okay, well, you know, there was some, uh, this, uh, yeah. well, and I would have done that. Then, then. In other words, it was as close to getting back to good old-fashioned screwed up. <laughs> yeah, that we've seen <laughs> in a while. That we've seen, yeah, in a, in a long, long while. All right, let me show you this. Uh, 
this tweet I thought was kind of cool. This guy calls himself the fly on Mike Pence's head on <laughs> on Twitter. He represents the fly, and he, he he tweeted, "I have already been contacted by Dancing with the Stars." <laughs> oh my God, that's too funny. <laughs> You know, and it'll be the fly. Oh, and of course, there been where is it? There's the one now. Apparently, Joe. This was Joe's Twitter account. Whether one of his lackeys took care of this or he did it, because he's a funny guy. You don't want to mess around with Biden. He tweeted this. It's a picture of Joe sitting backstage somewhere, and he's got a fly swatter in his hand. And the caption says, "Pitch in oh, five, that, yeah. pitch in five dollars to help this campaign fly." <laughs> <laughs> Well, everybody made good use of the fly. Well, we ain't through making good use of it yet. <laughs> I'll tell you what. All right. How long have we been doing this? Well, only half an hour. But there's not a whole lot more to say about the debate. So let me do this, and we can come back and, and wrap sure. up if you want to. This is the shortened version of the show anyway. And uh, we stopped dropping frames. we got to freeze. I'm going to find out who's getting online when we're doing these damn shows, and I'm going to have them assassinated. I just want to let you know that in case anything happens to them. All right. So so here's the dealio. Um on our regular weekly shows, we do a thing towards the end of the show called Rim Shots, where we just, uh, you know, little punchlines and little uh, comedies, as it were. And I thought, you know, it's a fun little light thing that we do. And I said, well, I don't want to jump off track and do stuff that's totally off topic because we're just specializing on the debate tonight. So I said, well, wait a minute. We don't have to do Rim Shots, but we could do the same thing and just format it a little differently. So let's do Fly Swats. All right. Mike Pence originally requested that there uh, be no barrier, no plexi barrier between the two of them. He said, if there's going to be any flat, transparent divider on this stage, it's going to be me, baby. (laughs) Kamala had to say, I'm speaking to Mike more than once as uh, Pence tried to break Donald's record for talking over the other candidate. Now, maybe it's just me, but every time she said, I'm speaking, Mr. Vice President. I heard in my head, Fraser Crane. I'm listening. (laughs) That's just me. Pence kept asking Harris if she and Joe were going to pack the court. Now, you'd think that a guy as anti-gay as Mike Pence is wouldn't even know what the term pack the court means. (laughs) Fourteen people apparently died at a debate viewing party. It was a drinking game. Take a shot every time Mike Pence says, President Donald Trump. And some sad news from our new best friend. The fly will now, because of landing on Pence's head and all the places that Pence has been in contact with over the past several weeks, the fly will be quarantined for two weeks. Which is sad, because you may not know this, but flies only live six weeks. But, then again, at the rate it's going, so will we. And finally, this is my favorite meme. I saved it for last. It just made me chortle. I'll have to narrate for the uh, podcast folks. Somebody tweeted, that fly is Mike Pence's only black friend. Oh, I saw that. Good. Yeah, that was a good one. That was a good one. Yeah, that gets a. Yeah, that was that was funny. That was really funny. Okay. All right. All in all, I thought you know, I I, I thought they both came off fine. 
you know. Yeah, nobody did. Neither any- one did did anything that would make you say, "Oh, you know, fuck these people." The only you know? the only asterisk I'm going to throw on that is I think I think Mike Pence lost them some ground with women voters who might, if there were any serious numbers of women voters in the undecided bag, I think he did himself. I think he did themselves some damage because those he had this thing with Kamala not being too much woman. Okay. Not being, be careful. Don't be too much woman. Don't be the pushy woman. Don't be the angry woman. Be Ginger Rogers. Okay. Just do the dance backwards in high heels, but don't make a big deal out of it. Otherwise you're going to overshadow the guy and you don't want to do that. That, that balancing act that she has to do his, his responsibility in that scenario was kind of on the other side, a little bit more of an unspoken version of that. You know, don't be, don't be the condescending man. Don't be mansplaining. I mean, it was all very nice the first time that he, because I, I was listening. And the first time he said it, I said, okay, that's fair. Then he did it twice more. And I, I caught that attitude in his voice when he said, uh, whoever he was quoting, I think was it Abe? Who the hell? No, it was Daniel Monahan. He used to be a senator many years ago. He said, you're entitled to your opinion, but you're not entitled to your own facts. Right. Catchy phrase, very nice. But the second and third and fourth time that he said it, you could just, I could. And I'm sure S.E. Cup did from what she said this morning. You could almost hear parenthetically, you know, comma, little lady. And it's not going to be a major. It's not going to flip the whole electoral college vote. But no, no, I think it had. They, they yeah, lost think, ground where they could have picked some up. And I think that's unfortunate for them. Yeah. All, the entire um, I went on all three <clears throat> stations and, and I did notice it's just like we are so divided as a country right now. And. I know you you've mentioned you know the the cult the cult of Trump several several times. I don't even think it's the cult of Trump anymore. I think it's the cult of American politics. You belong to your tribe and you don't want to hear what the other tribe has to say and on when I when I went through social media all of my liberal friends were like Kamala destroyed him and all my conservative friends were like Pence really showed her yeah. and I'm like Come on, guys. Well, we've talked about that frequently in different yeah. contexts. Confirmation bias, which is the yeah. thing that it, you will reject anything that doesn't conform with what you already think or believe. And then, of course, the noted political uh, pundit and uh, uh, electoral college st- strategist Paul Simon, who put it best when he said, a man hears what he wants to hear and disregards, disregards the, rest. the rest. Yeah, But. And I'm going to throw in one more sh- one more shot at Donald, and I don't care because I believe it in my heart of hearts. And once again, remember, I'm the guy who admitted I used to make fun of W because he was a doofus, but I at least had respect for the guy as a person, okay? Right. Because he was a decent guy. Donald Trump's a shitbag. And you're right. It's about being divisive, or being divided, rather. And Donald Trump didn't cause that. But when I hear people say that kind of stuff to me, it's kind of the same thing with Corona. Well, he didn't cause Corona. No, he didn't. But he absolutely, totally screwed the pooch when it came to getting out in front of it and dealing with it the way he should have. As far as the divided business is concerned, let's do the metaphor. Think of it as a fire that's always been burning. He didn't set the fire, but he has done nothing for the last five years but pour gasoline on it. Yep. Yeah, you're right. You are correct there. Yeah. I know, and, and yet I'm still adorable. Go figure. <laughs> I can't. I can't imagine why so many of those young, beautiful women divorced you. <laughs> you know, I try not to think about it. I, I feel like everything I do is a learning experience. <laughs> <laughs> 
You know, I can tell you why. You know what? Maybe for our next special special show where we don't talk topical shit, we just do like a little special thing. Maybe instead of doing a cultural thing, like more entertainment, like let's do an entire show of the monkeys or something like that. Maybe we could talk about you know, our our points of view on things like women. And, you know, that should be sure. good for about six minutes of entertaining. <laughs> <laughs> and I'll explain to you. I'll, I'll answer in great detail why, why, in fact, most of the women... All of the women. I'll tell you what. No, not because we can enough of this. We need to move on and get done with this. But I will tell you this. This is a teaser for when we do that show. With only one exception, all of the women that I was married to, that I'm not married to anymore, we were, if we weren't chummy buddies, after the fact, we were amicable. And, you know, right. and, and there was some pretty serious, passionate anger and crap and all kinds of stuff in, in a couple of those relationships. It wasn't like it was all et cetera, et cetera. I'm, I guess I'm just in my own way. I'm like, I'm like that episode of, of Seinfeld because we've established a long time ago, everything in life in one way or another is in one, is in one Seinfeld episode or another. Uh, yes. I'm, the, I'm that one where George Costanza talks about people don't necessarily shine to him right away, but all of a sudden they find themselves Costanza. Stanza. <laughs> <laughs> That's me. I totally relate to that. So we'll talk about that at another time. Uh, All right. Yeah. Anything else you want to say to wrap up? No, I got, I got nothing. I think that, uh, yeah, like I said, I, I, I think uh, mission accomplished <laughs> on both fronts. And, and, you know, and I don't, I don't understand. I don't know if it's because I don't have a horse in this race. You know, I don't like either candidate that I can objectively look at something like that and say both parties did what they needed to do. Mm-hmm. Uh, but, I, you know, I don't know why some of my friends can't separate and do that you know it's it's very strange it's very strange the strange times strange times indeed uh, <laughs> all right you didn't ask a question but i'll give you a quick answer and then then we'll we'll cut it off right because this is a whole nother show everything nothing new is happening here comes a little here comes a little surreal scp insight watch this because i'm old and i have more insurance everything that's happening or I should say nothing that's happening is new. Shakespeare said, or it's been said, it's maybe mistakenly attributed to, maybe it was Abe Lincoln who said it right after he, uh, he, he, right after he, he told the he guys, said, this it's not right, right this to fill right, that seat. Not right to fill that seat. <laughs> There's nothing new under the sun. You know the expression? Yeah. yeah of course you do. Uh, There's nothing new under the sun. There's nothing new going on here. But in large measure, in a lot of ways, in many of these things, what's going on here is that things that usually operated at a frequency or an intensity, let's say, of 6 to 8, are operating at an intensity of 300 to 500. Exaggerated things, exaggerated times, passions, you know, everything along. And and that creeps into the whole intellect thing. And you're absolutely, well, I can't, I, I was preaching about saying right or correct. I agree with you totally. And I think we've talked about this on previous shows because I've put it this way. It, it is a tribal country we're living in. And that was my thing when we started talking that time about the, the Electoral College and the immediate argument that, that the, the naysayers, I was going to say idiots, but I'm trying to be nicer. The naysayers jump in and say, well, yeah, you get rid of Electoral College and then morons in New York and L.A. going to be the ones. And I said, right there, right there is your proof positive that this is a tribal nation and not one nation under God. That whole one nation under God is bullshit. And people are not Americans. That's bullshit, too. They're Iowans and they're Texans. 
and they're Californians, and they're Ohioans. That's their tribe. I actually have to take this. Off, <laughs> All right, well, let's wrap it up, Dan. Dave's going to go answer the phone, and I'm going to say uh, thanks. <laughs> you see, it's honest. It's honest broadcasting. This is, you see, like Jimmy Fallon do. I got to take this call. Let me go with that. All right, next Wednesday, regular blab. Thanks for being with us. Thanks for having patience. God bless. Wear the mask, and we'll see you next time on the blab. The country's in the very best of hands. The best of hands. The best of hands. The country's in the very best of hands. Be afraid. Be very afraid.